0: two ladies and gents oh we got that walking on sunshine we're in san, san diego and it's for sure a beautiful day so let's get this show on the road here we go the
1: business bros podcast was created for you Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of...
2: Business
1: Business.
0: Ah! (laughs) Bro! All right, let's keep walking on some sunshine, James. Do it,
2: do it. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while well, we rise up in those podcast rankings we'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it and if you want to be a guest on the show we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well go to www.businessbros.biz schedule your time and don't get to follow us on all our social medias at business bros pod all right everybody we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the business bros pod today's guest knows what it takes to launch a successful startup she's made the journey from being a child-free carefree entrepreneurial failure to becoming a booming success with three businesses as a new mom experience has taught our guest that a good idea just isn't enough to launch a startup you won't magically figure it out you have to have a process that's where our guest can help you out As restless entrepreneurs and mothers who do it all launch their dream businesses, they try and save a ton of money by doing everything themselves. Inevitably, they wind up making embarrassing mistakes and wasting a ton of money. Our guest wants to be your guide, teaching you how to create the right business processes with the perfect startup journey and help women around the world create, launch and grow businesses they're passionate about, those that bring more joy and freedom. Joining us today is the mind designer herself. Welcome to the show, Naz.
0: Woo! There we go. All right, now let's do this. What do you what do you think? Three minutes into the show, what's your impression so far?
1: I'm psyched. I'm walking on sunshine. I'm actually thinking about the sunshine because I'm no longer in Southern California and actually where I'm at now it's freezing cold winter. So, Aww, where are you I'm at? Thinking of that sunshine. I'm in Brazil. I'm in the South of Brazil.
0: Oh my gosh. And it's it's cold over
1: there? You're already freezing? It's it's like the middle
0: it's of summer. winter. <laughs> Oh man! Other, other side of the side equator. Of the bro, on yeah. the other side of the equator. Everything's yeah, backwards over there. Man. Even the toilet spins the other way. <laughs> 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 All right, let, let's let's tell tell me a little bit about your story, James. Kind of you know hinted on the fact that you did what ninety percent of businesses do—you failed the first time around. Tell mm-hmm. me about that the, that story. How you how you get to that point?
1: Well, by just, you know, entrepreneurs, you know how we are, we have ideas all day, every day. And so that was kind of in that stage of like, all right, all right, I want to start something. I don't want to work for anybody else. Let's do this. And you just kind of throw yourself into the deep end and see what happens. Right. And I mean, for me, it was the best way to learn. I learned that I didn't want a brick and mortar. I didn't want something that kept me tied to one space. I didn't want something that had a large inventory. So I learned so much of what I didn't want. And in that process learned not only how to launch better, but also really what drove me to be an entrepreneur, right? For me, it wasn't that like, I wanted to see all my products in every store. For me was something different. So I was very young, like, you know, like, You guys said I was child-free, care-free, had all the time in the world. And so just kind of went for it. And every single failure, I sort of like kept the mental note of it. And then when I had my first baby, it was, I don't know, it kind of seems to be my MO. I like to launch businesses when I'm really busy and don't have a lot of time. (laughs) So I was super pregnant. I was like, let's do this. So let's let's launch a business while I have my first baby. Um, And actually, while I was doing that, I realized that you know all these things were still coming up like all these fears right so there's fear of failure and fear of success even and fears about money and fear of exposure and all these crazy fears that come up as you're launching and again took note of that and really was observant of it and like figured out like what is it that i'm doing to overcome these things because i was still going for it you know even though i had all these crazy fears i was still going for it um and so what ended up happening is as i was launching my my other business i started writing a book about failing and learning and launching and so I, I wrote this book called the perfect launch plan and it really takes you on a journey step by step on how to launch a business but every single one of those steps the fears that came up for me i address those and go hey hmm. while you're creating your business plan this fear will probably pop up or while you're thinking of your marketing strategy, this fear will probably pop up. And I go ahead and I address it. I take people through, you know, exercises on how to overcome it and let them know that it's okay. It's normal. And really, hopefully, try to get more people who have similar backgrounds that I do understand that it's totally okay. It's totally normal. And it's okay. you can still go for it. You can still launch even though you're just scared.
0: And that's all that that tends to be always the case. It's funny because you know when you when you talked about having your back against the wall essentially, where I'm about to have a baby, this is probably not the best time to be starting a business, but you do it anyways. Like that that pressure, I think, goes a long way as an entrepreneur. Like when things are going good and when the sales are coming in you're not really pushed to that creative side of your of your mind, right? You're kind of like, well, it's already working. Why do I need to change it, right? And then, shit, it's a fan, right? And then the problems start to come up and you start thinking like, oh my gosh, am I good enough? Am I going to make these mistakes? Can I fix it? Uh, and and there, I feel like there's two types of scenarios at that point. There's a scenario where you give in you're like, nope, this is not for me. And you fail and quit. And the other scenario where you still might fail, but you're learning those lessons and pushing forward. When you talk about writing the book and having those emotions, what are some of those emotions that you felt? Which ones are the ones that really stick in your mind that you had to overcome to keep going?
1: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is really that fear of failure and fear of exposure, right? So I, at the moment at the time, was an immigrant to the U.S., And I moved there when I was a teenager. So if anybody knows that feeling, you know, you have to assimilate, you know, or else, or you get bullied or you get too much attention drawn on you, or it just feels really awkward. And so coming from that space of like that immigrant mindset and knowing that like, okay, you got to fit in, you got to fit in that fear of of exposure of like, okay, well, if I'm going to be the face of this company, if I'm going to find found, you know, be the founder of a company, then I have to be the face. And if I'm going to be the face, then if I fail, it's going to be out there. People are going to mm. see it. People are going to hear about it. So that was a really strong one for me. And so I had to overcome that fear and just go, you know, what's really more authentic? What can really, What? how can I help more people in the process? And the best way to help people is to really show like what happens when you fail? What can be the learnings, like you were saying, right? It's like you can either learn or you can just take it as your, your stopping point. And once you get going on that groove of entrepreneurship, you learn to really love the, those mistakes. You really learn to look at them and go, there we go. There's another golden nugget, something that I will either do differently or something that I will tweak in the future or something that I'll never do again. Um, and I know now how to do it better. So that fear of failure and that fear of exposure was, was really big but really uh, a great learning opportunity and really the best way to just kind of jump into the deep end, right? To go, I have, I have to be out there, especially now, like if you're going to be a CEO, if you're going to be a founder, you don't really have a choice, but be on social media, but show what it really is like to run your business in a day-to-day because people want that authenticity. They want to know who am I investing my money into, you know, who am I voting with my wallet here for? So now you just kind of have to accept that that's part of being a founder.
0: Being the face of the company, that is the, probably the most awkward thing, right? You you want to put CEO on your card. You know, you want to be owner on your on your business card or on your title, whatever it is. But actually being the face, you know, James and I started this podcast journey three years ago and I can tell you, I didn't like the way my face looked behind the camera. I didn't like the way my voice sounded on the microphone, but we kept at it anyways. Walk me through what it felt like for you the first couple times where you picked up your phone and you made a post or you actually got behind the microphone and, and had a conversation on a podcast. What were you feeling and like,
1: why did you keep doing it? You totally feel exposed, right? <laughs> you feel like you're naked. and you're just like, "Yeah, my voice sounds terrible. I look so weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the first time I started, you know, making my post, I really had to sit down and go, like, "What do I want to say? Who am I? What kind of leader do I want people to to see me as, and who do I want to reach? Um, it's I think now people understand a little bit better this idea of, like, really figuring out who your audience is. Like, I don't have to be everything for everybody. I really don't. I'm not going to be. So if somebody doesn't identify with me and my message, cool. There's probably a thousand people out there who they will identify with, right? But yeah, but that first time, it's just really about figuring that out. Like, what's my style? What's my voice? Especially for people who are not used to writing or being vulnerable, right? You got to figure out that space of like, Who, who's going to be my, who are my people? Who is going to be my tribe? And just kind of start going from the heart because I noticed that, you know, when I try to sound at sign out a certain way, it doesn't connect, doesn't land Mm -hmm. with anybody. When I really just sit down and ask myself, like, if I could have a mentor right now and I could have somebody really helping me through this moment, what would I hope that they would say to me and how would I hope that they would say those things? So those are the things I think about.
0: You know, you said that you have to kind of get over and understand that not everybody's gonna like you. That is a easy thing to say, but a very difficult thing to do, right? I, I know uh, when we started the podcast, I had friends, you know, already talking smack, like, oh, what are you doing, are you gonna post every day? And you know, you have people who, who automatically judge, you put out a piece of content, you get negative comments from time to time, like all that stuff happens, uh, but you persevere, you push through anyways. When you say, you know, that you're going to find your own tribe, that the people are going to come and and your like-minded individuals are going to kind of surround you, how long did it take for that to start happening? For you to start seeing the the benefits of the work that you were putting in to build your own brand?
1: Well, I have to be honest, you know, it took me it took me a little bit of, of some time because I I wanted to be this person who's out there talking about leadership and talking about entrepreneurship um and yet I, because I was a new mom, I was sort of like conflicted about whether or not that identity of mine needed to be f- at the forefront, or, or if I wanted it to be at the forefront. You know, because I am naturally a private person. You know, even just in my normal life, I'm just like, I don't have, to, I don't have to share everything with everybody. On my private Instagram, that's just my friends. I post maybe like once every three months. <laughs> so mm-hmm. even there, I share way less than I share my business account. So it was kind of like figuring out like. What's my boundary? How much do I want to share? Why is it important for me to share certain things? And it really wasn't until I started like really connecting with the people who I wanted to help. I I actually just reached out to random people on Instagram and just started talking to them and said, Hey, you look like you're doing something really cool or you look like you want to do something really cool. Can you talk to me a little bit more about your obstacles? And it was through hearing their obstacles that I realized you know what, moms are feeling really lonely. Like parents are feeling really lonely because they might be working full-time and taking care of their kids full-time, especially last year when they everybody had to become like teachers all mm-hmm. of a sudden. And to look at people whose lives seem all put together can be really discouraging when you're thinking about starting something. So it wasn't until that moment when I realized that, hey, like people would really benefit from hearing that side of my journey that things started really connecting and I still make the choice of not showing my kids face on social media, but I most certainly talk about what it means to not have a ton of time to be a parent while also being an entrepreneur to, you know, be, doing mom things while I'm still thinking about work or the opposite way too, or like to be in the middle of work and going, you know what guys, hold on a second. I got to go say hi to my kid. Right. And what that mesh and that blend looks like for me, how it makes sense for me in my life, how I navigate that journey. So it took me a while, but that exploration was super worth it.
0: And it's powerful that you say that, how you can, you, you can separate the two because when I tell people about creating content and putting things out there, really what I'm telling them to do is to build a resume, to create an image of themselves, right? What you post on social media isn't who you are 100%. It's a part of who you are. And you get to choose what part you want to put out, right? And so what I tell people is like, look, every morning you see that I went on my run. I give a little, you know, what I was thinking during my run. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little Instagram story. And that's really about it. And then you see podcast stuff. So I have created that image of myself. And so when I interact with people, those are the two things they ask me about. Hey man, you're running quite a bit or how's the podcast going? That is the image I created for myself. And I have my kids every once in a while come on post with me and they do some stuff with me, but it's not very often. That is not, who, the image that I'm portraying it doesn't mean that I'm not a father. it doesn't mean that I'm not a husband. It doesn't mean that I you know I'm not a teacher and do all these other things. It's just the image that we're choosing to put out there. So when when you started to decide finally to create your image uh, and who you wanted to be, how did you narrow in on this identity that you wanted?
1: Um, well, just to go back to one of your points, I think it's really important for people to understand that it's totally okay to create boundaries like it's fine. You know, in life, Mm -hmm. in business, in social media, like you have to figure out where you're okay with going and where you're not. And so that was part of that journey for me. You know, in the very, very beginning, I didn't even know if I wanted to even show my face. And my idea was to sort of prop up other women and prop up other entrepreneurs who were doing things that I thought were really impressive. Um, But again, it was just like writing and connecting and reaching out to people and going like, what do people really want to hear that I can provide? And so I just talked, I talked to people, I asked them, I created communities online because that's kind of the beauty of this, this global community that we have on online, right? Is that you can actually just reach out and start a conversation with somebody who you admire or who's doing something that you think is really cool. So that's exactly what I did. I reached out to these women who are already doing something that I thought was really cool on Instagram and messaged them and said, Hey, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? (laughs) You know, who are you connecting with? Can we chat? I would just get on calls with them and partner to do different workshops and do different things. And through them, I really was able to figure out, okay, I really like this piece of what this person is saying. I really like this bit of what this person is doing. I like how this person is showing up here and started to build my own interpretation of those little nuggets and creating my own persona.
0: Isn't it fascinating? Like when you you shifted, right? Like, yes, you were focused on building yourself. But the way you did that is by asking other people, by reaching out to other people. When we started doing the podcast and interviewing people, I felt like I found the cheat code to life. Like all of a sudden it's, I became a better entrepreneur because I talked to better entrepreneurs. I became a better speaker because I listened to better speakers. I became more motivational because I listened to people who are motivated. Like I went and literally reached out to people. I'm like, you're awesome. Let's talk. Like that is, that is the beauty of humanity. I I can't emphasize that enough. Like you should be going out and having conversations with people, especially with people who are smarter than you, who are doing things that you want to do. And even people who disagree with you, because there's so much that you can learn from each other. You know, tell me about, you know, a little more on the emotional level, like as you're, as you're picking these things out, who are you becoming as you're talking to these people?
1: Oh, yeah, you I mean, first of all, I'm obviously biased because I believe in coaching. I invest in coaching. I like I think everybody should have a coach. Um so yes, I'm all about learning and learning for and getting having mentors in your life um, and starting that conversation. Um, but uh, I totally forgot the question, pregnancy bearing. who are you becoming like like emotionally who are you becoming yes so i am becoming just somebody who's more comfortable with not knowing everything uh somebody who's really open to to trying things differently and not reinventing the wheel right because i think a lot of people that i helped in the beginning had this idea of like well, because I'm afraid of exposing myself or I'm afraid of failure, I sort of just have to do it alone in a bubble because if anything goes wrong, nobody's going to know, right? I'm going to be the only one who who knows that I failed. And you just sort of have to really find ways to slowly chip away at those walls because not only are your failures going to be learning lessons for other people and for you as well, but again, it helps you um, really start to mold your your leadership identity right you start to really figure out who am i as a leader when i'm showing up and going back to the point of conversations and asking people and learning from people who know more than you i mean that's something that i talk about with the founders that i work with every day which is like you don't have to reinvent the wheel when you're creating a product when you're about to launch a business the best thing you can do is not do anything until you talk to the people who you want to serve don't mm-hmm. build that perfect product in a in a little corner by yourself or in your garage by yourself right don't spend a ton of money creating that perfect website don't think that there is such a thing as perfect to begin with because you have to go out there and talk to your people first ask them let have them build your product for you right you want to ask them like what do you want to see what are the features that you want what colors do you want to see like Why would this be important for you? What problem would this solve? How much would you want to pay for it? And that's how you build that perfect product. It's not going to be you locked in your basement by yourself creating something.
0: It's market research. Oh my gosh, you're going to sell something to people. Might as well ask the people who are going to buy If they would even buy, help them create it. how many people don't do it. Yes, and I love how you're describing that because ultimately what you're doing is you're getting pieces of information. And as you put those pieces of information together, you're going to get to a point where when you're describing it to somebody, they're like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Where do I get one of those? When you get that answer, you've built it correctly, right? Until you get that answer, you don't have all the pieces in place, you don't have a, a viable product. You might have people here and there that might buy it, but it's not a necessity. You have to go out and ask those people. So speaking of building something, tell me a little bit about the mind designer. Where'd you get that idea? What What, what is it? What are we talking about here?
1: Well, yeah, after launching a couple times and trying things differently and, and starting on my coaching path, I realized that, I mean... I don't know the percentage, but I would say like 85% of a business is all right here, right? Mm-hmm. It's in your it's in your head and your attitudes around the the journey that you're gonna take as an entrepreneur. And I just everywhere I turn, every conversation that I started with a woman who wanted to launch a business inevitably turned into the the limiting beliefs that they had around their idea the fears that they had around their abilities to do something or not and the trepidations that they were that they were experiencing so it really was just like oh man it's all in the mind it's all in the mind right so we i want to find ways to help people sort of like break down all the stuff that's keeping them stuck so that we can rebuild a leader we can rebuild a ceo but really do it in the way that works for them right i'm never going to be that person who's going to say come into my program and you're going to launch in 60 days that's not my jam like if you want to do that there's a billion people that can do that for you my jam is to hey come over here let's let's talk let's figure out like what's what what's really getting in the way but also like what do you want? What's the lifestyle that you want? Some people want the lifestyle where they're just like, you know what? I want to create something massive that's going to be sellable and I'm going to work 50 hours a week on it so that I can just build it really big, really fast and sell it for a lot and get out and do something else. Other people are like, you know, I just want to have like 19 babies and work half an hour a day (laughs) and maybe I'll launch in two years. And that's perfectly fine as well. So you want to be able to determine like, what is the ideal lifestyle for you? Because I don't want anybody that comes to me to look at themselves and go, okay, in a year I will have this lifestyle. I want them to know that from day one, that's what you're planning around. You're not planning towards, you're planning around the lifestyle that you want right now. So we really break that down. We break down the limiting beliefs and we break down what they want and we start to build things from where they wanna go. You
0: know, it's it's funny that the, that question is sounds so simple. What do you want, right? That is, sounds so simple, but when you sit down to try to actually figure it out, it's not the easiest question in the world. There's a lot of introspective, a lot of deep digging because the, the what do you want starts off super vague, right? It's like, you know, what do you want? I want to be rich and famous. Okay, that's a good start. Like, mm-hmm. what does that actually look like? What's your lifestyle like? James has spent, you know, James, the other business, bro, he spent so much time on his vivid vision. I mean, he can tell you to the T every single decade what his lifestyle is going to be like up until he dies at 102, right? <laughs> and he, he knows the exact what's going to happen in the last two years. But it's hours and hours and journaling and writing down and experiencing and modifying and changing and talking it out with therapists and like everything. To really narrow down what it is that you want, you know, and I, I, I think entrepreneurs don't really understand that when you get into this space, it's going to cost more than you think it's going to cost. It's going to take longer than you think it's going to take. It's going to take more work than you thought ever. You, you didn't even know you were going to do that much work, but it's going to do all those things, and then you're going to reach some level that you're at, and it's mostly not even work. Like I'm not talking swinging a hammer. I'm talking mental work right Oh yeah has that been your experience so far
1: oh yeah for sure i mean i love that that point of like what do you want i mean that's something that we go over a lot and not only do you want to ask people what do you want but it's more like why right because sometimes we get these ideas and we don't even know where we got them so it's like oh i want to make 10k a month why why? Why that number? What are you going to do with it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we got to get really granular and go. I ask questions like, ideally, what time would you wake up in the morning? When you wake up, what would you do? And then what kind of breakfast would you have? And then when you envision your team, how many people are sitting in front of you? Or where's your office? What does it look like? You know? And then we just go down that level of detail and really figure out what that lifestyle looks like. And then we can sort of start fitting in like, okay, cool. So that means you probably would want to start a business that is more of a a social startup or more of a lifestyle brand or more of a scalable startup, you know? And we can start molding really the kind of business that would fit that person's ideal lifestyle rather than just come from some vague place with these ideas that were thrown at you by society, your parents, whoever, you know? So you want to really start digging and exploring your whys.
0: Yeah developing a business to fit your lifestyle. That's completely different because oftentimes we just think, oh, you know what? I'm really good at folding laundry. So I should probably start a dry cleaning business because I can fold laundry really well. Not realizing that that's probably not what you want to do. You don't want to actually have a retail location. You don't actually want to fold laundry all day long. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean that that's the thing you have to develop a business around. Your idea here is what do you want to be like? What's your, what's the ideal lifestyle? And then we can create something around that. Um, you know, even, even getting people to understand that it's still a long process, right? Like you can't, you know, when somebody comes to you for business coaching, they don't realize that it's, you got to become someone first. Who do you want to become before we start your business? That that's not about right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We do all that exploration. Um, And especially when I'm helping a parent or somebody who already has a busy schedule, somebody, maybe they already have a a full-time job. Maybe they already have to, you know, be a caretaker for kids or parents or whoever else. And they just have this idea and they just like, okay, well, that means I have to do all this work all the time and then do all of these other things. And it's like, Just like whose timeline is it anyways, right? So it doesn't have to be someone else's timeline. Work on your own time. Let's figure out what that timeline could look like in the lifestyle that you have now, plus the lifestyle that you want. And we can sort of go from there.
0: One life to live, ladies and gentlemen. All right, uh, Nas, if people want to get a hold of you, they want to work with you, they need to design their mind right so they can get moving in the direction that they want to go in. How can they get a hold of you?
1: Sure. I'm everywhere at, at the mind designer or just the mind and you can reach me from there.
0: Sweet. Or you All can right.
1: find my book as well. The book is pretty much, it's on the website, but it's on that big, the big retailer that everybody knows as well. Um, and it's called the perfect launch plan. And, uh, but again, it's also on the mind Perfect. Perfect. All right. Uh,
0: we are big on testimonials. That's kind of the thing that we do We use them to help businesses grow. Uh, and you know, the power of a testimonial, it's, it's super, it's, it's the way that your clients can, you can get new clients to trust you because old clients are shouting your praise. So I got to ask you, what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast?
1: Oh, this has been so fun. I actually I love the idea of talking to business bros coming from the place where I work with so many women and moms. But I would love to, you know, extend the invitation to all the bros like this is not just for moms. If you want to design that that mindset that's going to get you to launch, come over to my side. I'm always looking for more bros. (laughs) There we go. It's been great. It's been really fun. All right,
0: and then last question, who should be listening to the program? So in your opinion, after being on the episode, I don't know if you checked out any of the other ones, who should be listening to the show?
1: Oh, man. Well, I come from the DEI space, so I would love to say people of color, come to listen to the show, you know? Come see the the possibilities of what other people of color can do.
0: Nice. James, you love that comment, I'm sure. (laughs) All
2: right. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing on the inside. I love it. That's what I'm saying. All right.
0: Sweet. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the program. Really enjoyed talking to you. And ladies and gentlemen, I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. If your mind isn't in the space, you're never going to continue going forward. The business, the entrepreneurial business is not the easiest thing to do. You really got to callous your mind. You really got to know where you're going and why you want to get there if you're ever going to succeed. Because More often than not, when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like doing what you have to do. You don't have any motivation to keep going, but your why and your your goals, the lifestyle that you decide to to live your life around, those things will keep you going when you don't want to. So make sure you guys check out theminddesigner.com. Go pick up the book, The Perfect Launch Plan, and just check it out. Get yourself the opportunity to change your mind shift just a little bit so that you can put yourself in a position to succeed. All right, and then lastly, of course, I can't end the show without giving you the testimonial pitch. Look, ladies and gentlemen, you're already doing a great job for your clients. That's just how you operate, right? You got customers, you do a good job. They're absolutely happy. They go home and they tell their friends and family, but they only do that for about five minutes and then they forget all about you. So what we want you to do is to make sure that you capture their excitement on video, which is what we do here on the Business Bros Podcast. We capture great video testimonials and then you take those and you put them to work for you. They become your Facebook ads, they become your email campaigns, they become your social media posts and it's your clients talking about you, excited, happy, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that's how you start to begin to grow your business so you can give yourself an opportunity to scale Put more offers out there and let your customers be your sales force. Go to businessbros.biz to check out if you want to be a guest on the show. If you want to get your video testimonials, our menu is right there of the services that we offer. Businessbros.biz. Nas, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you for taking the time and congratulations on the new baby to come. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Again tomorrow. Peace. And we're out.